Welcome to Hearts of Caregiving, Nurturing the Souls of Caregivers. This podcast focuses on supporting and empowering caregivers who selfishly dedicate their time and energy caring for others. Whether you're a professional caregiver or supporting a loved one, we offer a sanctuary for inspiration, self-care tips, and a reminder that you're not alone on your journey. Hosted by Velda Brennison, Janine Marbury Bryant, and Mary C. Hartfield. Tune in every Wednesday as we explore the profound impact of caregiving and discover the power of nurturing your own heart along the way. Welcome to Hearts of Caregiving. So glad to be here with you today. And we have a episode in which you're going to hear the journey of Mary Hartfield in her caregiving adventure. And I'd like to let you know that Velva and I will be answer- asking Mary questions, and hopefully, we'll have a wonderful conversation in experiencing Mary's journey. Would you like, are you ready to begin? Let's go for it. Okay, Mary, I'm so happy to have this opportunity just to hear about your caregiver's journey. Because one of my questions to you is, how did you define your identity as a caregiver? And also, did it evolve over time? And if so, how? You know, I would be a caregiver. I was one of these people that don't like germs. <laughs> also, I was one, I was going to visit my mother-in-law in the nursing home, and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I'm just sanitizing and like, oh, Lord, thank you that I don't have to do this. Well, you know, sometimes we think, but he also sometimes give you experience. So I think you, know, you do what you have to do. You know, it comes a situation that your husband comes up, he had kidney disease, that you have to do what you have to do. You know, you have to take care of him. I wasn't basically going to throw him in a nursing home or anything. I had to take care of him. So what happens is I think over time you step up and you start doing what has to be done. And that really made a difference. And I just have to say Janine and her husband, because he's, they really were mentors to us and mm-hmm. they were the support to me, you know, as a caregiver, because sometimes it's like, how do I do this? You know, what do I do? And then also I was blessed to have my youngest son at home. So he was huge on helping get together. So we worked it out together and also so happened to go to a kidney center that they were really a huge support. And really, you start reading about how do you caregiving, and a part of it is because you're caregiving. I was he had kidney renal failure, so I read up on it, mm-hmm. you know, and getting the research information that I need to make sure I was taking care of him the proper way. So it, it evolved over time, you know. You you as you learn different things, you know. Janine said, "Well, you got to do it this way, or make sure you put things like this way." So that really helped a lot just having them to mentor too. You know, you don't rarely get a mentor in being a caregiver, but it was really a blessing that she was there for me. Yeah, it sounds like you were really fortunate to have someone there 
four year, and especially when we talk about it being a, a learning process. Yeah. As far yes. as how it evolves. Yes. Okay. All right, Janine. Okay. You know, uh, one of the, the things that, Mary, you mentioned was the connection and keeping connections. Can you can you give us an example on how how that really helped you having connections with not only the center but with some of the community services that were available to you? Yeah, you know, and that's one thing I'm so grateful that I had you and your husband to connect us. You know, that was huge, which in the process connected with a conference that they have. You know, but you on that website, I know Janine experienced a conference and she'll talk about that sometime in one of our podcasts. But when you look up those resources about the Kidney Foundation and what they offer to you, that is huge. You have the American Kidney Fund, you have the kidney.org, and they really have a lot of information about treatment support, talking about the disease, and really because. When someone's on peritoneal, so when you just come up with a disease of kidney, there's one way that you have to eat. And then when, because he was doing peritoneal dialysis, there's a whole different way you have to eat. So really of going on and understanding what you have to do to support the patient was huge. So those are some of the things that I really um, leaned on and went to for information and resources in order to know what to do. So those are really helpful to me. What do you think, Mary, were some of the most significant obstacles that you faced in caregiving? Wow. That's, I think part of it because I still, I still worked full time and then he's there at home. You know, you have someone that really they can't get up and do for themselves. So a lot of it is, It's kind of like an obstacle course. You sit back and say, okay, here it is. How am I going to go through this? You know, it's right during some strategic planning, it's during some actual planning. So a lot of that is meal planning. You know, I had to plan out his meals so they were there when it was available. I had to connect his brother that if I wasn't available to bring him to the dialysis center for his appointments, that I had a backup system of people that could support me. So it's really building your support system. You got to make sure that you have people around that are going to support you because they may say, hey, we had numbers come back. We need them in here right now. You know, if you're not able to do that, then you have to be able to um, find someone to support you. Luckily, they have F- is it FMLA. So it's yes, a I'm sorry, go ahead, Jenny. Yes, the Family Leave Act. Yeah, so that is mm-hmm. huge. I mean, that was huge for me to have that because once your doctor helped fill out the form, does that mean I could leave work anytime? And I had where I was working at was very supportive. So I could leave if something happened. If he called me and I'm feeling a certain way, And I have to go, you know, sometimes you go into emergency, going to the hospital. So really that FMLA, that is really a huge act that's helped me as a caregiver where I was able to leave work when I wanted to. And what what was nice, like I said, 
my company was like, okay, if you're over so many hours, then let me know. Otherwise, because I was a director at the company, just let us know. And it was okay with it. So that was a lot of support that helped with it. And then, like I said, your, you know, family members and everybody supporting you is huge to kind of navigating this whole thing as you have, you know, how am I going to go about this journey? You know, Mary, I think you probably have already addressed some of it because when we talk about uh, some of the challenges of being a caregiver, uh, the strength, where did you get the strength to be able to, uh, you know, to overcome? I think I heard you say a little bit in it, but if you can just get into that a little more. Yeah, you know, I, part of it is I'm a woman of faith. So, you know, I operate on, you know, there's nothing I can't do with the help of um, Jesus Christ, God. There's nothing I can't do. So part of that is where your strength comes. And part of it is that, you know, when someone becomes sick, you kind of can't think about yourself anymore. You got to think about that person. You know, you're busy doing that for them. It's really not about you. It's about them. So when you get into that attitude, walk in your faith, prayer, you know, like I said, when the minutes that you're like, oh, my God, I don't think I can do this another day. That's when you pick up the phone, Janine, I'm going to something feel it today. You yeah. know, you call those people that can support you. You got to make sure because a lot of times I've ran into people that they're trying to do everything on their own strength. Mm. And you can't. You just can't. You've got to you got to lean on other people. This is not, you know. And also, you know, sometimes if the ball drops, you let it drop and pick it up the next time, you know, or you don't get to, if you're a perfectionist, it's a hard thing. You want everything in a certain way, but you have to let it go because a lot of times the patients, some days they're not cooperating with them because they don't feel well. Right. You know, so you got to be strong, but yet you also got to be the loving, caring caregiver that you want someone else to be to you. Right. And I think that's one of the things that we talk about, just some of the the challenges. But we know that there's also those uh, moments of joy. Yes. So so tell us a little bit about some of the the joyful or maybe heartwarming experiences that you uh, had during your caregiver journey. I think the most significant one was, which I didn't know, it was a weekend before my husband died. I usually go to see him. He was in in a nursing home because it got where some things had happened. He couldn't really walk. So he was there for rehab. Mm-hmm. And we were in a hot, the hospital the week before. And he wasn't there for, he was just for dialysis because the nursing home couldn't do it. And he was like, Mayor, I just want to go home. You know, so I'd actually called up the support and we arranged it. I was like, I'm bringing him home. I don't care what, no matter. I want him to be happy. and. They had called and said, hey, Mayor, we're all set. Let us know. We'll bring in the hospital, a new hospital bed. We'll bring up every tool you'll need in the home. But that weekend, and I usually go every other week, I was there every single day. My granddaughter had came up and we had a great time. My son was there. We went to the nurse home. We had a great time with them. The next day I went to see him and we had a great time. Sunday again, I went and we just had a great, it was a great time. And then Matter of fact, Monday, I was supposed to be at a meeting. Someone said, oh, no, you have the wrong date, which actually I had the right date. But mm-hmm. I ended up being with him. And then I got that phone call on that Tuesday morning. 
But it was just knowing that his last days with us was joyful and that he was with family, with people he loved all the time. And I think, too, um, you know, another heartwarming is we had a great support center at the Kidney, the Allison Center. They're great support. They're always with you. Know when you go in there that they're supporting you and they're calling you. And that was always where you knew that you had people there supporting you. And that was a joy and heartwarming of being there and knowing that you have people to support. You know, Janine, you know, making that phone call. If I went by her and her husband, he's an awesome man. And go over there and he just laughing and he'd be real about what's going on. So, you know, and yeah. I, we could sit up there and laugh because he was being real. You know, this is how I feel. And some days he's going to feel like that or whatever. So just knowing, you know, just knowing that they're there. I could call Janine. I could call her husband because they've been through it and they knew it and understand. And, and that was just awesome just to have that in my life at that time. That sounds like very something very meaningful and something oh. you're very fortunate to have. Oh my God. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. I mean, Janine was there. And also because her husband was taking the same dialysis that I was. So she gave me the tips, tools, everything, what you got to go through and what you got to do. So that was so very helpful. Yeah. Practical. I helpful. That's for sure. Yeah. Particularly when, when you're dealing with the medical end of it, keeping an eye for all the different signs and some are subtle, some are not so subtle. Right. Yes. Yeah. So true. Mary, what can you share with us in terms of lessons or values from your caregiving experience that you could like to pass on to others? I think the first thing is one of my one thing that I did all the time lessons is that it's kind of like you think about you giving on the airplane and they said, put your mask on first. And then put on the others. And I think that's the first thing you as a caregiver, take the time to take care of yourself. I was blessed that I had my son, my youngest son is a backup. So I went, I think every other month, I, I flew out somewhere taking a break because all my other kids live down south. So I was always, I had that time to take care of myself or, you know, go out during the weekends you know, going out for lunch and just relaxing with some friends or whatever. So I would say one of the major one is take care of yourself. You know, find that backup system for you where you can get away. And when I'm in a way, it's not like go to a room and shut your door. It's where you can get away. I had another friend, she was taking care of her sister who had MS. And once a month, she got away somewhere. It was even if we went over to Detroit, you know, that's down the street from, you know, another side of the state getting self of. Another thing is um, making sure that when someone gives you advice who's been there before you, that you listen. Hmm. Listen. If you're lucky to have, I was lucky to have Janine, her husband, when they give you advice, listen. When I set up, you know, you first come in and you got to set up if, you know anything about peritoneal dialysis? You got all these bags you got to set up, use at night. And you think you have one way of setting it up and doing it. And then you're like, okay, really? And then 
you know, Janine, they're like, Mary, this is how you do it. And that was wonderful. Listening to other people that have been through it before you. Also, I think is when people have been through what you've been to, that you listen. You know, don't assume you have it all together and you know everything. You know, a lot of me listening a lot really helped me listen to the people that are caring for him. Um, and then also listen to the person that you're giving the care to. They have feelings. They have emotions. You know, because sometimes you do. Some days you get frustrated. You're like, oh, I just want to do it this way. But it's not about you. It's about them and their care. Because the one thing, as I learned, you know, you, we think we're going to have people with us forever, but that's not always the way it works out. So those moments that days that you want to fight and argue is days to keep your mouth shut and just be quiet and let them because you never know what they're going through. So those are, I think, are some of the things I would pass on to our podcast people is just listen and also get the help you need, that self-care that you need. That's was it's was so important to me that I had though, and I still value it. I'm so thankful that I had it. I tell you, this is great information. And you know, even though I know all of us have been uh, caregivers, you know, there's still so much that we need to know and to to learn. And Mary, just hearing your story has definitely been an inspiration and encouragement. Uh, you know, for me you know, just hearing about your caregiver's journey. So that's the reason we're here, everybody, just so that we can just learn and share with uh, each other. So uh, at this point, I just want to say thank you for joining us on this episode of Hearts of Caregiving. And we hope that today's stories, insight, and discussions have provided uh, some comfort, inspiration, as well as some connection. Now, remember, you're not alone on this journey. And I think that's one big thing that you need to remember. You are not alone on this journey. So for more caregiving support, uplifting stories and updates about the podcast, be sure to follow us on our Facebook page at Hearts of Caregiving. Our mission here is to create a space where caregivers can find comfort and strength knowing that their journey is valued and shared by a community that understands. We drop a new podcast every Wednesday, so mark your calendars and stay tuned for more heartfelt conversations. And as you care for others, always remember to take care of yourself. Your well-being is essential. And until next time, keep nurturing those caring hearts. Take care. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to Hearts of Caregiving. You can find us on our Facebook page, Hearts of Caregiving. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share. Until next time, take care.